0: okay okay now just just please write down the two questions that open up 2 corinthians 4 1 to 6 because you can train the guy you've written his name down to train question one who's at work in the work of evangelism that's what we looked at last night and we dig out we preach christ god opens blind eyes so that's your first question to write down when you train other people so you read through the passage you say who's at work in the work of evangelism and you let them dig that out okay have we got that question down Who's at work in the work of evangelism? Because you're now a one-to-one trainer. You only need three or four passages to do it. Second question is, okay, as we preach Christ from the passage, how do we preach Christ? Okay, so that's the second question that opens up the passage. Get them to dig it out. So in your one-to-one work, questions open it up. I'll often read the Bible with, I mean, someone like Elliot there, you know, who's younger than me, who I can cuff over the back of the head. So it's a sort of older brother, younger brother thing. That's why I don't read it with, unless it's your wife, someone of the opposite sex, you'll only fall in love with them, which will be difficult for us all. Okay, so just on one-to-one, make sure that, make sure same sex, just a bit younger, it's an older brother thing. Okay, so who's at work in the work of evangelism? That's the first question. You're going to use it secondly. Okay, as we preach Christ, how do we do it? Now, give me, give me three of the applications. What have we got an application there on how we preach Christ? What does the passage say? How am I to preach Christ? Give me a verse, brother, in the corner there. Thank you very much. We do not distort the word of God. Do we see verse 2? We, we, rather, we've renounced secret and shameful ways. We don't use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. Now, in terms of distortion of the word of God, there is a false gospel in the land. And the false gospel is this O oh Lord, my life is empty, fill me. You listen to preaching all the time, it's O oh Lord, my life is empty, fill me. The real gospel is O oh Lord, I'm an offense to you, rescue me. So, we just got to get clear on that. The real gospel is, and people distort the word of God because they don't want to be unpopular. And there are two things that are at the center of, uh, oh oh, oh Lord, I'm an offense to you, rescue me. There are two things, and we've got to keep crossing the pain line in order to evangelize faithfully. The first is we've got to talk about wrath. Wrath? Wrath? Is that right? How do you pronounce it here? Wrath? (laughs) Wrath. And the second is repentance. Those are the two things we've got to talk to people about. So two R's, wrath and repentance. Write them down. That's helpful. Okay? Now, what is God's wrath? God's wrath is his settled, controlled, personal hostility to evil. Now, coming back to the, 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 the course that Mike mentioned, um, uh, uh, what we're saying is, what we're saying to people from weeks two to seven on the course as they come is, you are not good people going to heaven. Your sinners going to hell. And they've got to make the move to see that. So as they come on the course, they think they're good people going to heaven because they're better than the murderers on the telly. But they're not good people going to heaven. They're sinners going to hell. Billy Graham says it's not getting people saved that's the problem. It's getting them lost. Amen. They've got to see what's wrong. That's right. So that's the first thing. We've got to communicate that clearly. And what is repentance? Here's repentance. Okay, please jot this down. It's so important repentance means that i am now for what jesus is for and i'm against what jesus is against that's repentance whatever jesus is for i'm for whatever he's against i'm against so i absolutely attach repenting to the person of jesus i trust him to lead me and if jesus says which he does homosexuality is wrong then it's wrong that's what i just trust him to lead me If Jesus says the wrath of God is coming because of our sin, then the wrath of God is coming because of our sin. And I change my mind, I turn around and change my mind because I'm now following and submitting to the Lord Jesus. So, wrath and repentance, the two things I've got to teach. And we don't distort the word of God, we teach that. And uh, on the Christian Explored course, we spend now, certainly in the new material, the whole of the day away uh, before people are asked to become Christians. Um, the whole day away is about counting, counting the cost. So, you know, what does it mean to become a Christian? We are praying God will regenerate their hearts, but we have to clearly present the cost of following Jesus. So that's the first thing. What else have we got here in this passage? What else have we got here as we look down, in terms of um, uh, in terms of how we're to preach Christ? We've got to we've got to teach faithfully. What else have we got to do? Hopefully. Yeah, we don't lose heart. Don't lose your courage keep don't lose heart means don't lose courage why shouldn't I lose courage well not least because verse 6 God's done the miracle in me if God's done the miracle in me and led me to faith, he can lead them to faith so don't lose heart this is who God is keep saying it don't change the message anything else we've got to be hopeful what else have we got what does verse 6 tell me whose department is the results department according to verse 6 it's God's department but when I go and take a mission in England, and I get back from the mission, what's the first question I'm always asked at the end of a mission? How many? What should you ask me from verse 5? What question should you ask me in verse 5 at the end of a mission? Rico, did you preach Christ? You know, I was, I was uh, saying to Terry, the pastor here, and um, uh, the teaching pastor, and, and some of the elders last night, I went around some, um, you know, we're always trying to raise money to fund Christian Export, and I went around some of these trusts, And and the question they kept asking me, these trusts, when I was trying to get some money, they kept on saying, how many have been converted? And I said, I don't know. And they said, no, no, you've got to give us the metrics on how many or we won't give you any money. I said, well, don't give me any money then. I'm going because that's not my department. Ask me whether I was faithful. Now, why is this important? Brothers, it's important because of verse 2. Verse 2, we do not distort the word of God. You see, if you judge me on how many have been converted... And I'm so insecure, i an insecure evangelist, what will I start doing? I'll change the message so more will buy. So I'll say, "Ah, oh, here's the message of the Christian faith. Lord, my life is empty, fill me. So more people sign up. Of course, they're not converted, but I can say to the organization, I'm trying to get money off this trust. Oh, this is, these are the metrics. This is how many have come to faith. I'll just lie. You see, if the results belong to me and a lot of people get converted, what happens to me? If a lot's get converted, what happens? I get proud. Can you believe anything worse? A middle-class, proud Englishman. Please spare us, okay? (laughs) Secondly, if no one has been converted, what happens? What happens to me if, if I get discouraged? So either I'm proud or I'm discouraged. Either way, I'm a pain in the neck to all of you. So just ask me, Rico, have you preached the truth? And evaluate. So at the end of a sermon, what do you say to your pastor? You say, brother, I thought that was faithful. I thought you tried to teach us the Bible. So the question at the end of a sermon is not, was it funny, but was it faithful? That's your criteria. Is that what you're thinking? He's taught the passage here. He's tried to apply it to my life. That's the key. And then in the one-to-one, am I being faithful? Brothers, please, I'd covet your prayers that I'll do that, because as the culture hardens in England, we're going to get more and more hated. And I've got to keep asking people to cross the pain line. So so the results belong to God. Just to say, I know a pastor in Canada, very faithful man. I, I, I visited his church. As far as I could see, he was doing everything right in terms of praying, in terms of teaching clearly. The elders sacked him for lack of results. They sacked him for lack of results. They just didn't understand what we were going to be doing. So the results belong to God. Teach faithfully. What about verse 4? What do I do with verse 4 and verse 6? What's the other application before we just move on? We don't preach our story, not ourselves. Yeah, we don't preach ourselves. Yeah, and we'll see how we do that. We've got to preach Christ. Thank you. I mustn't focus on me, but on Jesus. Don't, don't blame don't yeah, don't blame. absolutely massive. Do not blame yourself if people don't believe. So you run a Christian Explored course, no one turns up. Well, you've tried to run a course. That's a success. You've battled to do it. Put it on. You try to invite. We're trying to get it out. But no, I mean, the key is if, if, if God is, if the God of this age, the devil, has blinded eyes, and verse 6, we need God to open blind eyes, what do we need to do as we preach Christ? There's something else we've got to do. Pray. We've got to, brothers, we've got to pray. So that's the next application. So as a one-to-one worker, you open this passage up and you say, we need to pray that God, the, 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 the devil will not put spiritual cataracts on, on men's eyes. And we've got to pray that God... So my friend Andy, he's a rugby friend in England. Lord, open Andy's eyes, please. Lord, open his blind eyes, please. May he see Jesus and then help me to present Jesus. So here's the question here. Just write this down because this goes with 2 Corinthians 4. Brother, how are your prayers going? There you go. Are you saying your prayers? Are you saying your prayers in the morning that God will open blind eyes? Now, with my prayer life... If I'm not in bed by 11 o'clock, I don't pray the next day. And if I don't pray in the morning, I don't pray. So if you see me up after 11 o'clock, you need to say to me, Rico, I see you've decided not to pray tomorrow. Because that's just the truth of how I've just found after 20 years, that's how it works. If I don't get to bed before 11, I don't pray in the morning. And if I don't pray in the morning, I don't pray. That's just me. But what am I to do? Now, Now, let's just jot down, brothers, let's jot down three or four people and you've been praying for them in the past and you've stopped and you've got to start again. And as a one-to-one guy, you've got to get other people going. But who are two or three names? Just jot them down now. And actually, you know, you've stopped praying for them and you've got to start again. Just jot the names down now, because we you know, this isn't, this isn't just, we're not, this is not a game here. We are called to pray, we're called to present. But what drives everything is my is my praying. Let's just jot those down. And let's just have a, 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 just a, 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 a minute now. Just, just turn to the person next to you and just pray for those three names. Just, just say, here are three names, Lord, open their eyes. Let's just do that for a minute to put that in place, then we'll move on. Okay, over to you. Let's just have that little moment of prayer. Okay, just turn across and say, I just want to pray that God will open these people's eyes.